Welcome to the show, everyone. Game reaction. 49ers with a big 30-12 victory over the New York Giants on Thursday Night Football. And the place was loud. The San Francisco 49ers fans came out in a big way. And the 49ers were able to get the win on a short week. And the New York Giants came in, and they were definitely pressing the 49ers early, bringing lots of blitzes against Brock Purdy. Uh, the offense for the Giants moved the ball on the opening drive and were able to match the 49ers field goal for field goal. But then as the game progressed, the 49ers defense really came up big in multiple occasions and stopped the Giants on a, a lot of occasions, forced punts, uh, but also Huff with the interception. 49ers are plus four on the season in turn turnover differential, which last year the 49ers finished 13. So they're on a higher rate than that right now. Brock Purdy continued to take care of the ball. It was a great performance for the 49ers, a game that saw them missing Brandon Ayuk, but saw Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey all playing very well. And, of course, Jawan Jennings making some of his third and Jawan catches as well. So Ernest had said this. He said, hey, going to sleep on the East Coast, but I liked it in advance. Have a great night. We'll watch full in the morning. And I appreciate that. Uh, watch it as soon as you uh, wake up, and it'll be a nice way to start your Monday, a victory Monday for the San Francisco 49ers on Friday. So you got to love victory Mondays on Friday. It's a great way to kick off your weekend. David Barrazzo says 13 straight regular season wins with one or fewer turnovers, new NFL record. Spectacular stat. And we were going over that on the PSF app. Me and Mark Adams from 49ers Camelot were live uh, during the game giving commentary it was an absolutely great stat for sure. <laughs> What's up, Tommy? Tommy in the house says, Caltrex think they are good. LOL. Uh, I like that. Look, looking ahead a little bit. 49ers faithful forever. That means Josh is in the house. So what's up, Ant? Join the game with you and Mark. Yeah, uh, Josh was over in the PSF app. He was live in chat, giving his ideas and opinions on the game as they went. A lot of them were really good. Josh calling for... Uh, points on drives and getting them when he called for them. So it was a lot of fun over there in the PSF app. So thank you for for joining or for joining in, Josh. I really appreciate it for sure. Brad says, "Damn, on a bad night, we still scored 30 points." And the 49ers now have scored 30 points in each of the first three games of the season, and exactly 30 points. So 30 points versus the Steelers, 30 points versus the Rams, 30 points versus the New York Giants. 49ers are averaging 30 points a game with Brock Purdy at quarterback, and the 49ers with Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey just do not lose football games. McCaffrey has scored a touchdown in 12 straight games uh, as since becoming a 49ers. It's, it's really an impressive stat. This 49ers team has played really well, and you want to get through these games. Thursday games are always a little interesting. You never know exactly what to expect. You're on a short week. Uh, yes, you're playing at home. That gives you an advantage over a road team. But also, you are not able to put in the full game plan. 
You're not able to get into all the X's and O's that you want to. Kyle likes to install a completely different offense, not able to do that. So I think that this is a good win for the 49ers and a very productive win. The 3-0, they have a mini-buy now heading into Arizona, and they can prepare for another division rival. They win that one 2-0 in the division, 4-0 on the season before they ever play the Dallas Cowboys. you got to feel pretty comfortable with the 49ers in the way, where they're sitting right now during the season. And Brad says, you got to clean up those penalties, though. I think that is a realistic thing. And here's one of the big reasons you're getting penalties. Some of them are coming from special teams. Your kick coverage teams, especially in punt, are, aren't doing very good. And a lot of that's because we have guys that we've had to elevate who are playing on the active roster. So you had Swilling get his second straight week of kick catch interference penalty. Can't have that. And then Shamar Jean Charles, who the 49ers elevated from the practice squad today to play Gunner as well, he got one. So some young guys making some mistakes for the 49ers special teams. This is when you're missing Samuel Womack. He was a great gunner, never made these kinds of mistakes. And also Danny Gray, who is also an elite gunner for the 49ers. So missing those two guys has definitely hurt the special teams overall. But with that being said, I got to give props to Mitch Wisnowski, some great punting in this game. I got to give props to Jake Moody, continues to be absolutely solid. And also, you had Ronnie Bell make a great tackle on punt coverage, so he's doing his job as a gunner on the outside. And then also, you had George Odom make a great tackle on a kickoff that kept the Giants from getting past the 20-yard line. So some special teams guys making up for some of their players and teammates making mistakes. So how much has Brian Schneider got to coach them up? I don't know, but it's definitely something they've got to work on. Uh, and Randy Daytona says, easy win. I wonder if the 49ers feel the same way about easy win, uh, but I'm glad they got the win. And I felt like once they took control of this game, especially in the second half, that it was all 49ers. And, and, and that's a good feeling, especially as a fan. Losing the house is Lou 3-0. Gotta love it. You do have to love it. Uh, the 49ers are, are getting it done and making sure they win games. This is the first 3-0 start, I believe, since 2019. And that year went pretty well. So the 49ers are on track right now to put themselves in a great position to win the division and also to have the opportunity to get a good seat in the playoffs. We know they want that number one seed, and the way you do it is by winning uh, all the games, but especially winning conference games. Win your division games, that's the number one goal. Number two is winning conference games. New York Giants were a conference team. Division team next week, so you just want to keep building up these wins uh, so that way when you get to the end of the season, Everyone's traveling to you. Dallas comes to San Francisco. Philadelphia comes to San Francisco. And you can get that bye week to make sure you're completely healthy. I do think the 49ers are going to have some injury questions coming out of this. Dre Greenlaw rolled his ankle in the fourth quarter. We'll see if that's a low ankle sprain, how long he'll potentially be out. The good news is Oren Burks looked really, really good in his time in the game. He was flashing, making tackles, being aggressive. So that's good news, but we don't want Greenlaw out past Dallas. We want him back and playing against Dallas, that's for sure. Uh, but then also, you know, you just have other guys getting banged up. Debo Samuel, George Kittle got up a little slow. So it'll be nice for the 49ers to get this nice little mini buy to get healthy. So Traffic says, what up, TCC? Another 30-burger put up 
It's crazy. Next week, we celebrate CMC breaking the consecutive TD record for 49ers. Still can't believe we have him. It's like having a cheap co- a cheat code traffic because Christian McCaffrey really can do it all. He runs the football at a high rate. He's leading the league and rushing right now, but also he can catch the ball in the backfield. I mean, that was so interesting in the fourth quarter. Debo had just come back in the game from from staying down in the injury, and the 49ers put him in the backfield, and they put uh, Christian McCaffrey out in the slot, and McCaffrey wins and catches the first down catch. How many running backs in this league can you put out there and, and think that they can make that play? I thought it was absolutely great. Uh, so this just shows the ability of McCaffrey, the ability of Debo, and versatile players that Kyle can use all around. So I'm really excited about what Kyle Shanahan displayed and how they're still manipulating defenses. And Randy Daytona says, thanks, Ant. You rock. Thanks, Randy. I really appreciate it. You rock, too. Uh, always ha- love having you in chat. So uh, thanks for being here. JL, he's in the house. Is another week down, another dub. Yeah, getting another another win, and it's a big win. That's what you have to do. You have to make sure you're getting it done and winning these games. So um, I'm really excited that they're winning the games they're supposed to because sometimes you can play down to the competition at which you play. And I feel like the 49ers are making sure they're winning these games by a good amount. Now, the Rams, they only win by seven, but they were definitely fully in control of that game down the stretch. Defense only allowed six points in the second half. That was great. But they beat the Giants by 18. They beat Pittsburgh uh, by a significant amount as well, 23 points in Pittsburgh. So not just winning, but dominating on, on, on these teams as well. So that that's what exactly what you need from the 49ers. And JLE says, a bunch of people are going to try and say that Cowboys are better because they beat the Giants, uh, a better Giants team. Uh, and what do you have to say? Yeah, I, I don't care about... Uh, you know, the the competition, like who you played and who your victories are against. It's about execution. And matchups in this league mean so much. So the way that the Dallas Cowboys play the Giants and the way the Giants play the Cowboys is significantly different from how the 49ers play the Giants or how the 49ers are going to play the Cowboys. Uh, it's a matchup league. It's executing when it's time to execute. And it doesn't matter who common opponents are. Beating one team never signals you're going to beat another in the NFL. Uh, that stuff you can get from lower-level competition because it usually means one team has more supreme talent than everyone else. Well, in the NFL, it's bunched up. There's so many talented players, so many good football teams. So, yeah, I don't get into common uh, matchups like, oh, they, they beat the Giants by 40. You only won by 18. Cowboys are better. No, that, that's not how it works in the NFL. That's complete fan talk. Uh, because it takes really talented players. Um, David Campbell says penalties are a real worry. I think they are. I, I think they got to clean this up. I thought some of the penalties uh, were on point, and the 49ers really made mistakes on those. And then I thought there were a couple that were a little shady. Um, I wasn't listening to the game with audio, so I did not hear, like, the, for instance, with Drake Greenlaw hit, uh, hit the Giants receiver on the sideline. I didn't know if the whistle had blown yet. So that I wasn't clear on. I thought the one, the holding call on Trent Williams was interesting where he's going to the ground. Uh, so I, I kind of expect some of the penalties, but yeah, you got to keep cleaning them up. The cleaner you play as far as penalties, the cleaner you play as far as execution, the better you're going to do as far as winning. And Ernest says, I'd rather have Mason 
over Mitchell. Um, you know, I think I want to wait and see how this thing goes. I want to see how Elijah Mitchell continues to work into, uh, you know, the offense. But I did see some explosives. I seen some good things from Elijah Mitchell in this game. So I'm not ready to give up on him. But it was good to see both of them get carries in the game. And both of them were effective in the game. So uh, you got to like that, you know, both, both guys are in there and, and making plays for the 49ers. And just looking at the numbers, yeah, Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason both uh, pretty close on their yards per carry. So McCaffrey has another good game, 18 uh, rushes for 85 yards. That's 4.7 yards per carry and then a touchdown. The one thing missing from his game today was the big explosive. He had one in week one against Pittsburgh, had one in week two against the Rams. Doesn't get one here, but still comes off with 85 yards. Elijah Mitchell has double-digit carries, so anyone that was asking for Elijah Mitchell to get more usage because they're worried about McCaffrey's touches, Elijah Mitchell gets 11 carries, 42 yards. He had an 18-yard run. So you like to see that. Then, of course, Jordan Mason came in and cleaned it up. Three rushes for 11 yards. And really, that's all he needed was 11. He only needed 10 uh, because that closed down the game. But how about Brock Purdy? 25 of 37, 67.6%. So he continues to raise his completion percentage. 310 yards, two touchdowns, and a QBR rating at 120.3. I mean, this was a great stat line, a great performance for Brock Purdy. The throw to Debo Samuel was absolutely on point. Uh, back shoulder, great catch by Debo, great adjustment. The throw to Christian McCaffrey that's ended up getting knocked away, uh, that was a great throw as well. That could have easily been another touchdown for Brock Purdy. And then the one to Ronnie Bell I thought was a very timely throw as well. So Brock Purdy was out there dealing, and I think the numbers back that up. Very impressive uh, for sure. And Brad says this. Were you surprised Trent was e was eject wasn't ejected after the punch? 100%. I was live on the app and I said, hey, I, I, I'm afraid he's going to get uh, kicked out of this game. Now, they did not eject him. He got away with it. He's going to get a hefty fine from the NFL. I will say this. That was one of the most concerning things about uh, the 49ers where they were getting a little bit too involved in the chirping. Trent Williams, Spencer Burford, it's like, no, 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 stay away from that. Let the other team do the chirping. You're one of the best teams in the league. You can't have any mistakes when it comes to emotional play or making mistakes as far as penalties because of emotion. So they'll definitely all have a conversation about that and get that worked out because you can't allow your emotions um, you know, to be a part of your, your play on the field because people are going to try to get in your skin. Jawan Jennings does it better than anyone. And today, Chris Conley was getting under people's skin for the way that he was um, you know, blocking and, and playing today. I thought Conley did a good job. Uh, Ernest says, uh, Money Moody, and that was it. Money Moody was doing such a good job. And Lou says this, Ant, why exactly were you playing Bosa with an 18-point lead and two minutes left in the game? I'm not sure. I'm not sure why they left him in on that last drive. But they did leave every one of their starters in on that last drive. And uh, it's always one of those things, right, where people worry these guys could get hurt. And it could have been as simple as they know they're not playing again until Sunday. They wanted to get a little bit extra reps. They know these guys are going to get rest. So they wanted to get them some extra time, some extra snaps. It could have been that. They could have wanted to see a certain look on film so they could prepare for uh, something else. 
I, I don't know for sure. That'll be a better question for Kyle Shanahan to answer, and I'm sure Steve Wilkes will be asked about it as well. It's always a concern when you have your star players in, but um, you know it's a long season. Luckily, there's there wasn't any significant injuries on that drive for the 49ers. So I, I think it's it's always a question for those guys, and and we'll see what happens and if they're able to, you know, able to explain it. But usually they just kind of do what they want to do, and they're okay with it. What's up, Ziggy? Ziggy's in the house. Says probably not that bad for Ayuk to be out. So Kittle and Debo get going, and they did. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Both of those guys were getting it done through the air today, uh, and you want to see the 49ers have success with multiple players. Uh, through the passing game because that makes it tougher for opposing defenses to lock onto Kyle's plan that he's trying to use. But Debo goes six catches for 129 yards, a 21.5-yard average. That's a 40-yard long. That that was a great run on the screen pass, and he had a touchdown. And that's a lot different from what he did in the first two weeks. Week one, he goes five catches for 55 yards, and then in week two, he goes six for 63. So you see the huge, you know, output he more than doubled what he did against the rams on the same amount of catches so explosives for debo samuel and then george kittle has seven catches for 90 yards and a 29 yard long so you see that both of those guys had an influence Jawan jennings chipped in with his two for 31 ronnie bell two for 24 and a touchdown and then christian mccaffrey mr do it all five catches 34 yards um and he could have easily had a touchdown that one got knocked, knocked away. I bet you he wished he had that one back because that could have been another big play down the field. So it's good to see those guys all get it going. And here we go from Hugo. He says, what's up, TCC? Looking like 49ers are finding the formula, run the ball, stop the run, and special teams are winning the battle. It's always about running the ball and stopping the run. You make teams one-dimensional when you're on defense. You be as multifaceted as you can on offense. That's going to give you opportunities. And whenever the 49ers get a run game established, they put stress on a defense to not only come into the box and stop the run, but to commit their linebackers to stopping the run. And when those linebackers have to commit, then you create the void over the middle of the field. And we've seen Brock Purdy have more success there. I think what's great about what's going on, though, is Brock Purdy's now having success down the field. Vertical throw to Christian McCaffrey. Vertical throw to Debo Samuel, both sides of the field. You can go up the seams. So it, it's it's really a good thing to see Purdy getting these things going. Uh, it, I'm, I'm excited to see it. And David says, Debo in the open field with a head of steam has to be one of the scariest things in the league. It, rem it reminds me of Major League Two. Uh, Parkman runs over Rube Baker, and he says, get off the tracks when the train's coming through, Hayseed. Uh, that's exactly what it feels like when Debo – is running the footballs like get off the tracks when the train's coming through it is uh it's nuts and you know that's one of the things you see when Debo's out there's attitude him and George Kittle establish an attitude for the 49ers offense and I think McCaffrey's added to that as well even though McCaffrey doesn't look like a big time physical threat in the run game as far as you know running physical he is absolutely stiff arming people into the ground running through tackles he looks really good. So uh, big fan, big fan of what Christian McCaffrey's doing. John's in the house. What's up, John? He says, the placement of Debo's pass should put those deep ball issues to bed now. It should. That was a great throw. 
The one him and McCaffrey absolutely fantastic throws. The one drifting away from pressure to throw Ronnie Bell the touchdown. That was a spectacular throw. Brock Purdy is proving. But the one to Debo, the reason that it's going to uh, impress so many people, left hash mark, right pylon. That is a long throw on point in the perfect spot. Debo had plenty of room. Now, I will say this. The Giants did Debo a favor by playing so far inside. I mean, Adderay Jackson was playing inside. Debo ran up, stacked that route, got him to make him think he was going inside, and then broke and got so much space to be able to drift to that pylon. But it's a great throw by Brock Purdy. So you're right. It should put it to rest. He can do it. He can get it done. So uh, I love that throw. That was that was a big time. And I think that um, you know the 49ers really executed at a high level. And I, I'm going to give a little bit of pushback on this. I've I seen uh, Shani lost his confidence with Purdy in the first half. I don't think so. I think he knew Brock Purdy would get it together. I think that Brock Purdy had some some interesting throws in the first few minutes of the game, but I don't think I don't think Kyle ever lost uh, confidence in him. I think he helped him. I think he ran the ball some, got some quick throws, helped him get his rhythm back, and then you see the confidence that he had in him to be able to trust him to make those throws. But if it was third and long and he didn't trust him to throw the ball, I'd be concerned, but he did. So I, I think there is a reason to think that. I just don't think that was the case. Uh, SG, what's up, SG? He says Purdy was phenomenal. I agree with that. I think Purdy looked very good. I thought it was came out a little slow, but I thought he finished on fire. He looked really good. He was picking the right spots, but just the little subtleties he has to drift away to get the ball out because the Giants were doing a good job of bringing pressure, especially interior pressure with the blitz. Uh, then a couple of times, Brock had to throw the football away on potential boots on play action looks where they would blitz off the outside. So I thought he handled it like a, a grizzled veteran, and that's what I like to see from him. And what's up, Mr. Corey? Mr. Corey's in the in the house. He says, Ant, what's up? How's it going? JL, he says, long rest week until the Cards game. It is. And the 49ers are going to take days off, and they're going to be able to enjoy it. One of the fruits of their labor, having a short week is really tough. Your bodies aren't fully recovered. You can't put in a full game plan. You rush everything that you do. Uh, Fred Warner talked about this on his podcast. He said that normally they go through and they, you know, Monday they put in one thing, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's like first down, second down, third down, and they just go nice slowly through it. Well, this time on Monday they put everything in. And he's like, it's just so jam-packed. So I think the 49ers now have that extra time. Kyle Shanahan loves mini buys but also it gives opportunity for players who have bumps and bruises to be able to get healthy. And I think that's nice having it this early in the season. So I, I'm always excited about, you know, potential for rest days for a lot of the veteran players. And this is a good opportunity. You get like a mini buy and then in six weeks, you're going to get another buy. So it's good for the 49ers. Uh, SG says Debo balled out tonight and he's such an explosive football player. The best Football player in the open field in the NFL, I don't care to say it. I honestly believe when Debo Samuel is in the open field, he's the most dangerous player with the football. And I know Tyreek Hill's got the speed and he can score touchdowns, but Debo has an ability to take 
contact and just run right over people. He's my favorite guy in the open field in the entire league. And I, people can push back on it all they want. I love Debo Samuel and his role. He is spec spectacular for sure. I bleed red and gold with the Super Chat so much. Thanks, I bleed red and gold. I really appreciate it. It says, Ant, always putting in work. Let's effing go, Niners. I love that. And, and thanks for coming through, I bleed and gold. I really appreciate it. And, yeah, I love I love doing uh, this work and, and talking with everybody about 49ers football because you guys really are the best, that's for sure. Um, let's see what else we got here. Jay Hill's in the house from the Ant Hill Show, uh, which is available for everyone if you like content. It says Jay Hill says, just like we talked about on our show, still feel like they haven't played great offensive game yet. It hasn't been where everything is executed at the utmost, right? Not every single thing is taken care of where they just execute every single drive, and they, they still score 30. Uh, but I think the expectations we have for them now is like we expect them to score touchdowns every drive that we're almost putting unrealistic expectations on the 49ers. But you're right. We haven't seen a perfect game yet. Maybe we'll get that when they really need it against one of these big-time teams. Uh, JLE says Bell with that first as well. That was nice to see. That was really good to see. Ronnie Bell hasn't been too effective catching the football the week one and two, and now he comes in, fills in. For Brandon Ayo came in, Ray Ray McLeod split the role, and then you see him make some good plays. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited about Ronnie Bell. He's going to continue to grow, and the 49ers using Chris Conley, and Conley helped a ton blocking. Uh, so that was that was great. Yeah, here we go. What kind of statement is that? Lost his confidence and saying comment. Uh, and then Marvin says this, backs it up with over 300 yards passing, two TDs. Spectacular. Uh, that was that was it. I, I started looking probably in the third quarter. Marvin, uh, on the PSF app, it has a stat line. and You can go to it. And I was looking at it, and I seen Brock was getting close to like 230. And I thought, oh, man, could Brock get 300 yards in this game? That would be a absolutely a, a great. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Tommy says, how did the O-line play in your opinion? Now, this one's going to be interesting because – I felt like it was a real mixed bag with the offensive line. I seen Aaron Banks, who hadn't given up a single pressure, lose uh, in this game a little bit. You know, I mean, he was getting pressure. They were bringing blitzes. I thought each one of the guys had some sort of a struggle, whether it was Brendel with the bad snap, uh, if it was uh, Aaron Banks losing on that rep, or Trent Williams getting the penalties, or Colton McKivitz having a couple of struggles. So I... I'm really looking forward to getting into the all 22 film and breaking down offensive line play because I thought it was really hard to follow along with all of it on the view they gave. So I thought it was a mixed bag, but I want to reaffirm what my belief was before I go out there and say that, Hey, I thought this guy played bad or that guy played bad. I don't think it was their best effort, but I do believe they were hanging in there the best they could. And I thought they did pretty good. A lot of times in the run game, uh, which the 49ers needed in this game, but that's a good question. I think we'll have a little bit more clarity on it once we start really being able to watch the film from the different angles and, and just seeing what the Giants were doing because things were happening kind of kind of fast in this game. But, of course, as people act like Purdy is a 10-year vet, he hasn't even played 15 games yet and is coming off a major elbow sur surgery. Also very accurate. Uh, you know, he, he needs time. He hasn't even played a lot. And this is what Marvin is saying here. He says, hey, they blitzed him a lot. After a while, Purdy adjusted and did the job. I think you're spot on. I think they came out with an interesting game plan that threw the 49ers offense off, including offensive line. 
the good news was the 49ers and Brock Purdy still were able to move the football and come away with the field goal on that first drive, even though the Giants really got after him. I was very impressed with Brock Purdy. I mean, I don't know why I should be. I kind of expect it from him now, but his willingness to stay in the pocket and take hits, the way he has, he can drift away uh, from pressure and make some pretty accurate throws, and just his willingness to go through the progressions no matter what. Uh, but when he needed to get rid of the football, I thought he did really good. Uh, so I'm still just really all over the Brock Purdy train right now. I'm actually wearing my Brock Purdy Real Deal t-shirt. I've uh, been wearing it all day, and it's available on 4 yardscutbackshopcom uh, But you can check that out if you want. But I got Brock Purdy Real Deal t-shirts. I was uh, wearing it to Costco, getting everyone's attention. Yeah, so it, it's been a lot of fun. And David Campbell says, Purdy not turning over the ball is one of his best attributes. It is. You can't turn over the football. You have to make sure that you, you control it. And the 49ers win the turnover battle again. Every week I preach the same things, right? Win the turnover battle, which the 49ers have done every game this season, and be efficient on third down. The 49ers were at 57% on third down conversion rate today. Uh, that is an absolutely fantastic performance, way up from their 36% on the season. So, Brock Purdy, 49ers were staying on schedule with their plays, third and shorts and, and manageable, and Brock Purdy did a good job. Really, the only times they didn't convert on third down was usually because of a penalty or some sort of a negative play. And even then, a lot of times, uh, they were still able to get it done. So I think I'm, I'm excited about you know what they're doing on third down for sure. And I believe says, it's okay, we are winning when we usually lose. There you go. I mean, that's it. You got to... You got to keep winning. And Hugo Jesus can't remember the last time 49ers averaged 30 points a game. It's been a while. And this offense is here to play. The defense played very well today. I thought we got a, a good offense and a good defense, but a great defense today. So complimentary football. If one is not maybe clicking on all cylinders, the defense was clicking really well. They kept him in. And another pretty good game for Isaiah Oliver. They were putting him out there one-on-one -on -one with Darren Waller sometimes, and Waller could have gotten him a couple times. Don't get me wrong. But think about that. he That's the kind of trust they're showing in Isaiah Oliver, and he was winning some of those battles. So big props to the 49ers and big props to uh, Isaiah Oliver kind of stepping up. Uh, and Marvin says this, the O-line was not very good on the blitzes. I think that was a, a big worry you know, for the 49ers was those blitzes, and, and they did have some success with those. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be more clear later when we get to the all twenty-two. Mark says Mr. Irrelevant to Mr. Two TDs a game, right? He basically just last week. That's the only time he didn't get it done. Uh, and Mr. Corey says you live by the blitz, you die by the blitz. That is absolutely incredible, by the way. Uh, WTM says what grade do you give Warner tonight? I thought Warner played good. I I didn't have any complaints. I know. There was a couple of missed tackles here or there from Fred, uh, but overall, I thought, you know, I thought he did a pretty good job. And Marvin says, "Ant, they called Greenlaw for a late hit. I do not think the whistle had been blown." And I'm with you, Marvin. I'm with you, Marvin. I don't think it was blown either. I was listening with no audio, so uh, uh, let me see. Mr. Corsi, Ant, tell me I'm wrong about Lenore. I just don't see it in him. I like Lenore. I, I'm a hyena fan, so. Uh, I think he plays well. I wasn't really upset about the pass interference call. He's battling Darren Waller downfield. Not really worried about it. I think he's a dog. Uh, I, I like him for sure. Um, so 
I, I guess if you don't agree, Mr. Corey, then we're kind of on opposites about that for sure. Uh, Arnold, what's up with my guy? He says, bro, if this team fires on all cylinders across the board, I honestly don't think anyone can beat them. I think that's that's where we're at. If this team plays up to the level that they're capable of, they're going to be very hard to beat. And I think that's the stress that they're going to put on other teams because 49ers don't turn over the football. Now they just need to somewhat limit penalties and mistakes and figure out the interior offensive line. Just make sure they figure out a blitz pickup and all that. And if they do, yeah, you're right. They're going to be really, really hard to beat this year. Uh, Brad says not going to judge the O-line much because Thursday night football game. I think that's a, a good way to look at it. Uh, Rod Turner says, I'm in Purdy. I'm, I'm in a Purdy good moody. I like that. The use of a couple of guys. That's really well, really good. Marvin says, Moody kicked well tonight. He did, for sure. Uh, David Campbell says, I guess the hyena is sort of a dog. Well played, sir. Well played, sir. Uh, Marvin says, Kyle traded to McCaffrey. They were three and four last year. The rest is history. That's it. He made the trade. It was a great trade for the 49ers. John Lynch said it unlocked Kyle Shanahan's offense, and now we're seeing the benefits of that. Uh, they were scoring about 20 points a game when they made that trade. They added Christian McCaffrey. It added seven. They added Brock Purdy. It added seven. And now the 49ers averaged 30 points a game. Uh, really, really good. What grade do you give Coach Kyle Shanahan tonight? I'm going to give Shanahan the big A because I thought he did a good job consistently mixing things up, uh, dealing with offense without – uh, Brandon Ayuk, but I thought he did a good job of managing the clock, converting, creating on-schedule opportunities, not putting his players in a tough positions, but continuing to mix up personnel groupings and formations to get advantageous situations for his players. It's just Kyle Shanahan being Kyle Shanahan. Um, but guys, I'm going to check out. Thank you guys so much for coming through the Reaction Show. We're going to have content all week, so make sure you guys come back for that. You guys are the best. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.